0: Okay, well, now the 15th of Av, a beautiful, beautiful day, a beautiful day for matrimony, for Shidduchim, a beautiful day, one of the best days for the Jewish people. And I will try to overview this long and uh, section, which has a number of very interesting ideas I'll try to briefly touch on. So all, everything the Rebbe is going to say is based on a verse from the prophets, from Shmuel, that David, David, made a name. So what does it mean he made a name. Uh, literally, it means he made a good name for the Jewish people because they buried the dead of their enemies, or other commentators say it means he made a name for himself through his heroism, but in the Kabbalistic understanding, in the Holy Zohar, it says and David executed justice and charity with all the people. So, the name he made wasn't his name. The name he made was God's name. As it says in the Zohar, that is giving a quote from a different sage, or Shimon, who makes the holy name every day? He who gives charity to the poor. So the Zohar is telling us that you make God's name when you give charity. So we have two questions. How can we make God's name? I mean, God's name exists. We don't make it. And two, How, if we can make it, how are we making God's name by giving charity? So to understand that, we're going to discuss something else. Our sages say that that this is based on a verse. The verse is, in you, in the divine name comprised of two letters, a yud and a hay, is God the strength of the world. But the word the verse uses for strength, sur could also mean the creator of the world. so by means so this is our sage's explanation on this verse by means of the divine name comprised of two letters, a yud and a hey, God formed God created the world. There are two worlds we're referring to this world and the world to come. This world was created by the hey of the divine name Yud and hey and the world to come was created by the Yud of the divine name. Hey, Yud, and Hey. So, from now, basically until the end of today's section, we are going to discuss this concept of the Yud creating the world to come. Because we need to understand what does Hey have to do with this world, and what does Yud have to do with the world to come. So, before we can explain what Yud has to do with the world to come, we have to explain a little bit about the world to come, about the Garden of Eden, Gan Eden. Meaning, what do souls do in the afterlife as they're waiting for us to get our act together and bring the Mashiach, the Messiah, what do souls do? So what they do is they have a really enjoyable experience where they enjoy all the godliness that's radiating in all these gardens of Eden. This is their pleasure in apprehending godliness. And every soul apprehends according to his level. Obviously, everyone comes in with different merits, and based on the different merits, that's the degree you can absorb and apprehend the godliness. So in the Garden of Eden, in Gan Eden, your delight is intellectual apprehension of godliness, which is why in the Kabbalistic works, the world to come is referred to as the world of bina. Bina means understanding. Because that's what's happening in that world. The souls understand God. Now, the souls are understanding God, which is Bina. But this is actually coming from a level far higher than Bina, because preceding Bina is a higher dimension that we call Chahma. Chahma is the initial intuitive flash of perception. Bina is the process of the mental digestion that systematically develops and expands the inspiration into understanding, into comprehension. But Chachmah is that intuitive flash. Now, within Chachma, there are really two levels. There's really the level of Chachma, the lower level of Chachma, which is like the germ of the intellect, which will be developed by Bina. But higher than that, preceding that, is a primordial level of Chachma, that completely transcends intellect. So there's an obscure transcending of intellect level, the higher, what we call Chachma, which then evolves into the lower Chachma, where already there's a little bit of what will be intellect, which then develops into Bina, where intellect is actually developed. And that energy of Bina, of developed intellect, is what the souls are enjoying. But really, its roots go all the way to this highest level of chachmah. And the only way this highest Chachma can get all the way down to Bina is through a lot of constriction of the light and extension of the light to attenuate itself, to go all the way down to Bina. Because a soul, even a very high soul, is not going to get this highest level of chachmah. But if it constricts itself, and attenuates itself, and it goes all the way down to Bina, then the soul can get it. Which is why Chahmah is like, it's called the dot in the palace. It's the little point that illuminates the whole palace of Bina. So even when it comes into Bina, there's still a seminal point of intellect that transcends the details that transcends the Bina, and that's the chachma, And that, getting back to what we're trying to understand, is the Yud of the four-letter name of God, the Yud and the He, and then, of course, the Vav and the hay. Remember, we said the world to come, including Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden, is formed from the Yud. And we're understanding that even though Gan Eden is a world of understanding and comprehension, a.k.a. a world of Bina, But really the essence energy that illuminates this world is the Yud, is the Chachma, which is higher than anything and called, and at this point is what we're going to discuss till the end of today, Chachma is referred to as the father who founded the daughter. So what's the father? So Chachma is the father. Who's the daughter? The daughter is the divine attribute of Malchus, which is the letters of speech. Malchus is divine speech. So Chachmah, what we've been discussing, this seminal point beyond and transcending intellect, comes all the way down to energize the daughter, Malchus, speech. Now that's a little surprising, because we would think speech comes from intellect, from Bina, or comes from emotions, from the emotive attributes of God. We wouldn't think speech comes from Chachmah, which totally transcends comprehension. Why would that be the source of speech? So this is now what Thoreau is going to explain. And there is basic point, there's a lot of details, very interesting idea, but the basic point is the formation of the letters of speech is not an intellectual process, meaning there are five parts of our body that work together to produce speech, the larynx, the palate, the tongue, the teeth, and the lips. And they all have to move together to form whatever words, whatever sounds you want to say. Now, the river says it's not inherent in the nature of these organs to pronounce these letters. It's not a natural faculty, and it's not an intellectual faculty. Meaning, if you want to, pron- if you want to make a sound, you make the sound. You don't think, hmm, I want to make a b let me put my lips in a certain way so when the sound strikes the lips, it will come out vuh. Now I want to make a vuh. To make a I've got to move my lips a different way. Let me move my lips a certain way to make the v. You just talk. So what's happening? Well, your lips are figuring it out on their own. So what's making them figure it out? What's going on here? What's going on is you want to say certain things. And because you want to say them, automatically your lips move. And if they're not moving. The point of the Rebbe is your brain is not telling your lips, make a comet sound, ah, uh, compress your lips. Make a patach sound, ah, uh, open your lips. Your brain isn't telling your lips to do that. And it's not that naturally your lips move a certain way and then certain noises come out, and based on those noises, we create speech. No. I want to talk. And when I want to say things that in my head I know what I want to say and my my mind, my will, is having me say things, somehow my lips on their own figure it out and move in the right direction for the breath that strikes them to be expressed in a certain way. Now, this isn't only the lips. Obviously, this is a combination of the larynx, the palate, the tongue, the teeth, and the lips. The Rebbe is just focusing on the lips because that's the most visible and obvious for us to understand. So what's going on? How do my lips know to move in that way? Because we said chachma sounds malchus. This transcendent faculty of intellect is the source of speech. So higher than intellect, you're not telling your lips what to do. Honestly, you probably have no clue what your lips are supposed to do. But higher than your understanding is relating to your lips and your tongue and your palate and your larynx and your teeth, that they move to create the sounds you want to say. And this all connects to Yud, Chachma, being the source of the world to come, to be continued next time.